Good morning. God is good. God is good. All the time. Amen. You guys are awake. Those announcements were uh, inspiring, huh? Well, it's good to, to be back. It's good to be here. It is good to be some familiar faces. I like it. I like to come here. Yeah. Um, Dennis is, is, is a good man, good friend. And uh, he's got a great heart and compassion. And, um, he's been inspiration in my life. And I said, it, I said this before, and I will keep saying it again and again and again. Uh, you do have a, a, good, a, good, uh, a good guy here, a good pastor. And um, I, was, I was touched by you guys calling him back and, hey, don't you take off on us. We're going to pray for you. And, you know, that's compassion. That's love. That's, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, uh, we're going to start with a scripture in, uh, in Psalm 103. Psalm 103, verse 13 and 14. Why are you guys are staring at me? Are you waiting for me to pull something out of my sleeve, huh? All right, well, if you come to Honduras, you'll, you'll see many tricks over there. Here, I'm going to behave. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to let Megan and Emily to, 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 to come here and, and, and preach for me instead. In Honduras, they did do a lot of stuff in the schools, you know? They shared what they, they did here in the States and how they misbehave at the school. And, you know, no, they were good kids. And they shared with the youngsters over there and... And as Michael um, announced that next year is going to be uh, another fun trip. Put your name down. You know? so. Psalm 103. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. I will try to to elaborate something on um, the ultimate demonstration of compassion. When we talk about compassion, what we talk about, if you've ever seen someone suffering in any circumstances, whether it's because sick or in pain or extremely bad condition, you feel something in the deepest place in your heart, in your soul, and, uh, and you wish you, you had the power to, to ease that person's pain. That's compassion. 
when your heart aches, when you see an elderly person that just don't have, cannot move, can, and, and is in need of something, or if you go to a nursing home and, and see the issues that go over there, and you feel like, oh, I wish I could ease these people's pain, that, that is compassion. And you know what? And when we ignore what we feel um, about these people that are in need or suffering, if we ignore that feeling, that desire to, to relieve them from the pain or, or set them free from their bondage, your heart gets hardened. You keep ignoring it, ignoring it, ignoring it, and then you develop a hardened heart. So, whenever you feel compassion, if it is in your power to do something, act on it. Because as of faith, faith without deeds is dead, your compassion without, without acting on it is also dead. And God is the one who has the ultimate compassion. The, if there is a, something in the, this whole universe and this whole existence that, can, that has the biggest compassion of all is God. And he does want you, doesn't only want you to know that he's a compassionate God, but he has shown you in the ultimate way of compassion. The ultimate manner of showing compassion, God has shown it. And in this verse, he is saying, I'm going to prove to you, I'm going to show you that I empathize with you. And I'm going to appeal to your heart and your conscience. And if you search with your inside, you'll see that there, in this world, in your existence, there is nothing else, there's no one else more precious and more daring to you than your children. And I'm going to make a comparison, God says. As you love your children, as you have compassion on your children, I have compassion on you. I am going to give you, God says, something very familiar to you. Very familiar to your, to, your, to your heart. Those that are parents, fathers, mothers, know that there is nothing in this world that they wouldn't do to ease their kids' pain when they're sick, right? If a, mother's or, if a mother or father sees his son or daughter just suffering extremely at home and, and, and you prayed and nothing happened and 
and the last chance, the last thing you, you, you have to do is call the ambulance, he or she is not going to think, oh, wow, this bill is going to be very high. Let me wait. How much is going to cost me for me to save my life's son, my life's, my son's or my daughter's life? No, right? <laughs> you worry about the bill later on. You didn't even think about the cost. You don't even think about whatever. You just want your son or daughter healthy. Because that compassion for your son or daughter, that compassion for your son or daughter is, is the, the ultimate thing that you will ever feel on this earth for any other human being. When, it, when you're a family together, when you are a wife and a husband and your kids, literally, and it is biblical, there is nothing else that takes the place of your wife or your husband. Then your children, then, you know. But children, notice this. Even if one day or, or even you see it even in those parents that have been separated, the love that that father and that mother feels for you will be forever. The love and compassion of a mother for a son or daughter is priceless. Whether you are a little kid or a youngster or an adult, let me tell you that no one, and I mean no one besides God, you could have a good friend, you could have Tons of friends or whatever. But the love and compassion that your mother and father feels for you, no one else will besides God. I've seen it all. I know I have kids too. <laughs> and I was a kid too. You know, you see, that's, what, that's one of the things that, that, um, that God has said, um, right? Why does he want to show you that compassion? Why does he want to... Show you that he loves you. He said, because I remember. I remember that I, I made you out of uh, recyclable material. I made I mess up. I made you out of dust. Huh? So, what do you remember? God remember why he's compassionate to you. Do you remember why are you compassionate to your kids? You know, we show compassion, yes, when they're sick and all. I was sick once for two months in the hospital. And my mom was there 24-7, caring for me. Let me tell you, you don't want to be sick in a hospital in Honduras. You know? Or in a third world country. And if you, if you, for whatever reason, I always recommend, and we buy um, a good insurance, a travel insurance when we go on mission trips to get us out of the country or go to a clinic that is state of the art. But we ha in 14 years, we never had an incident there. Or anything. So, that compassion, that mother, that father, you know, you see, you can impend, you, you, want, you want them to get well soon. 
when your kid is hungry, you know, it only cries once. And, and the mother or father runs and put the, if it's little, right, they, they get, uh, if the mother is breastfeeding, just, just runs to whatever and start feeding him. I remember when my kids were little, so we knew that at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, he was going to cry, so we just, <laughs> we just fed him before he, a lot, so he could, <laughs> so he, he didn't wake us up. Well, <laughs> they don't come with a manual, right? <laughs> in, each, in each case, it's, it's different. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sorry for Sandy and Richie. <laughs> Because Megan is a handful, though. But see, remember, God remembers that you're only human, right? And the hard times you, and remember the hard times you gave your mother and father when you were that age. And have compassion on, on your kid when he is burning to the principal's office. And remember. <laughs> because, or if he gets into other kind of trouble. I hope no one of you deals with that here. But if you do, when you go to the parole office, remember that is your love, that is your compassion that is going to draw him to God, is going to draw him to you. Remember that your mom did not beat you up on the floor, your dad didn't beat you up when you were down. Remember how sneaky you were. I remember. Ooh. Look, I, and this message, this reflect, I've been thinking a lot about this. And guess what? I've been calling my mom this week like crazy. I've been saying, Mom, thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I remember. She was a, an awesome mom. And, and, and hear me, youngsters. Hear me, Megan. <laughs> when, 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 when they were rough or tough or ground me, it's because they loved me. Now I see it. They wanted to correct me. And now I see it. I know. I know you guys think that your parents do not love you because you don't get away with everything, but they do love you, and they have compassion on you. So, I have a rule for myself. I don't judge other kids. Um, or the family's kids. On the contrary, we need to invest in other people's lives. 
Because the compassion you show to others will be shown unto you. And I have been asking God to give me wisdom about, you know, kids or people that chose in my path. Because the plants you, the, the seeds you plant now will bear fruit later on. And in the mercy and compassion you have in someone else's son, someone else's daughter, trust me, believe me, that God will return it to you hundredfold. And someone else is going to take compassion on your daughter. It's going to have compassion on your son. And hear me out. Doesn't matter what your teenagers or your friends' teenagers or kids are going through right now. Do not judge them. Have compassion on them. Remember. And I was telling you this week, I was calling my mom a lot. When was the last time you? Actually, call your mom or your dad and say, you know what, dad, mom, wow, you, you, you fed me when, when, when I cried. I didn't even remember that I cried for, 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 for milk and you put milk in a little thing and put it in my mouth. You fed me. How many times I was probably sick, little or whatever. Oh, when I was in school, I got into this trouble or what? Or right now, you could be going through a lot. Have you called your mom, dad, and said, thank you for the compassion, for the love? Just remember all the troubles they went through with you. Okay? So when sin... Hit home. When sin hits our kids, it's our love and it's our compassion who is going to show them the way to Jesus. Because Isaiah 53. It's the ultimate expression in this whole universe, in the whole existence of compassion. God took his own son and sent him to the cross. He said, surely, Isaiah 53, verse 4, surely he took our infirmities. Have you ever heard, have you heard that some people think that because they committed this horrible sin, God is going to send them a sickness? That is not biblical. We are... In the grace time, in the grace period, the law is behind us. It took me many years to understand that. 
because I haven't been that holy. You know, I had my problems. <laughs> but you know what? Who hasn't? Who has, see, and that's why if you haven't received compassion, you haven't seen love, and you haven't felt in your inner self the maximum expression of compassion, let me tell you, you're missing a lot. And, and truly, surely he took our infirmities. So if you're sick, God did not bring you that sickness. By his wounds, we have been healed. The devil came to kill, destroy, and get you all messed up. But Jesus was sent so we can destroy in his name. All that evil, all that darkness. Yes, there is someone out there, there is something out there that wants to destroy you, that wants to kill you, that wants to live in sorrow. But Jesus came to take that sorrow away. Jesus died so you, so you, through his wounds you are healed. He was pierced for our transgressions. When our kids or when ourselves commit a sin or something, we have tons of fingers pointing at us. Pointing at you. You know what I mean? And so many people are waiting around you to see when fire is going to come from heaven and consume you. And you, and we think that that's real, that that's going to happen, that, that, yeah, that God is just waiting for, for you to, to mess up, to punish you. No. Isaiah 53, 5 says, but he was pierced for our transgressions. So when our kids sin, those transgressions were already Forgiven. There was already a price was already paid for that. So instead of sending your kid to school or somewhere saying, if you do A, B, C, and B, you're going to die or you're going to have this or you're going to have that. No, bless them. And that compassion, tell them in the name of Jesus because you are my son or daughter. You're going to have a good day at school. Evil will stay away from you today. Good thoughts will come into your head. And before you do something really bad, God, the Holy Spirit is going to show up and it's going to give you the exit to that trouble. Bring hope. And teach your kids to think the way out of trouble. 
the faith in Jesus, in what he did in Calvary, is what shows us the way. Show us the way. Yeah, we, we were all like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us turned to his own way. Can you imagine? There's so many ways. So many ways. But guess what? It doesn't matter in which way you are. Compassion is going to show in your way. Love is going to show up in your way. It is up to you to take it. It is up to Sarah, Sarah, right? It is up to Sarah to embrace that compassion and that love that is showing shown at a given moment. But no matter where you are, no matter what path you are, no matter how wicked or how dark or whatever, God is not there to destroy you. God is there to show you someone or somebody to guide you to the right path and to tell you that all that stuff has been, has been nailed in the cross and that it, and the, his ultimate compassion and his ultimate compassion, he gave Jesus. He crushed his own son so that your sins were forgiven and, and we were set free through his sacrifice. So as this father right here has compassion on his son, that's how God shows compassion for us. Man, you, you, you never want to see your son kill or whatever. Or, you know what? That's God. If you're down, he wants to lift you up. If you're sick, he wants to heal you. If you're astray, he wants to bring you to the right path. That is the God I know. That is the experience I have. I was blind and now I see. I was sick and now I'm healed. I was lost. Now I'm found. It, it, it is up to me what I do with this whole thing now. <laughs> and you know what? And this is the, the beauty. That that compassion that you have, see, you have, you have built, you were built with this thing inside that you can feel compassion and showing it to others. And remember I was telling you how you can, how you, it's important that you show compassion to others as God has shown unto you, as others have shown compassion unto you. We, and you are all participants. Uh, could, um, how do I get the presentation? Yep. Uh, yeah? The green, the red? I'm a dinosaur. Bear with me. Look, this compassion thing is amazing. Look, you know, God, God relates, God touches it. Look, God touches an area 
that you are familiar with, like I said, so you don't forget this whole thing. When he says about compassion as a father, wow, that's the closest thing you have to your heart, right? Remember that lady. Uh, there is a famous story in, 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 in about the King Solomon. There were two mothers that brought one child because one of them had inadvertently or not wanting to kill his son. He rolled over him and he killed him. And she went and grabbed the other mother's son. Are you, are you familiar with that story? You know what? Everybody's striking by, by uh, Solomon's wisdom, right? Yeah, it, it doesn't strike me as wisdom, but it strikes me too, the compassion of that lady, his mother. Can you imagine? She said, no, look, no, 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 no. Because Solomon said, you know what? Let's cut this kid in pieces. And each of you have one. And the real mother says, no, no, no. Let her live. Let this kid live. How did she know that that was her son? Let me tell you how. She had put a tattoo on him. Yeah, that's how he recognized that was his son. Like Dennis's tattoos. The difference is that that lady, that lady was actually a Dennis's fan, you know. <laughs> and, and, and you know what she had done with that little kid? So she knew that was her kid. She had put a, a DR in his little butt. Out of line, right? <laughs> Don't tell Dennis I said this. Dennis Richie tattoo. <laughs> I had to do that. <laughs> Woo! Megan gave me an offering to do this. <laughs> hey, see, but that's how it is. Right? So that compassion that you have, how I don't draw it. Right? So how I how you and how a group of people are to map, to show compassion, that, you know, and to do what actually you were built to do, you know? Like I said, when you do things to others, you plant seeds, right? So we are, um, we were called to do what Jesus said to do. You know, your kids go hungry, your kids go thirsty, your kids, so come on, read it with me. Yeah, seriously. Can you all read it? Okay, please. One, two, three. You know what, kids? Your parents are doing all these things for you, or didn't when you were little and whatever, and you didn't realize, all those things our parents have done for us. But now Jesus wants you to go outside your family circle and, and do it unto others, right? Um, the, the arrow, right? Uh, do I need to point somewhere? Or that way? Oh, there you go. So, <laughs> in 1998, I realized that there was something that was a calling, that was 
that God has done a lot of stuff for me. And I read these passages, and um, we went to, to, bu- to, to build something to, uh, I want to go back. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's what I that's what I was pressing. Let's go back. Yeah, I wanna go back. Okay. 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 Yeah, it started again. <laughs> okay, I'm glad it was not me. <laughs> no, but see, seriously, I'm I'm a dinosaur. When it comes to technology, forget it, man. Yeah, right? <laughs> to get back to me, right? To get me before I even started. All right. Yeah. So we started a, a mission in 1998 because in the areas that we are, we are serving, there's a lot of poverty. There's a lot of hungry people. There's a lot of uh, thirsty people. There's uh, um, kids that are, um, you know, in different. Uh, so we, we built this, this place to, uh, um, so they come and, and, and are fed and, you know, go ahead. Okay, we're, okay, good. So we are doing what that Matthew 25, 35 are, are doing at the mission. We're doing it there. We're trying to put this in practice, really. Um, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. You know, those people in Haiti, in Honduras, in different places, uh, they only make like $2 a day. Some of them. Others don't have work. So they don't have enough money to feed the, go ahead, to feed the, um, uh, the people. So we go, we pick up trucks, or they come to the mission home and to the, uh, to the building, and we literally giving, giving, giving a meal. Right? So uh, those kids, um, here you don't really attract much people. They say, hey, there's a meal at church to, to, tomorrow for the children. They'd rather go to McDonald's, right? So... <laughs> There, you, when you get rice and beans and, and meat, let me tell you, I mean, and they, whatever they, you give them, they, they're hungry, so they come to, um, to, to and we, and, and see, and this thing, this was captured, you know, inadvertently. They learn to care on their own. They, they show compassion to each other on their own. And, and, and the groups that go, like the group go from here, will go door to door and and, and this group from a church in, in Westport brought, like, um, food for, for 300 families for seven days for each family uh, to eat for seven days. Um, so that's, how, that's what we're doing about feeding the, feeding the hungry. Um, in those places, there is no running water, and if, if there is, it's dirty, and a lot of... In a lot of places, people just go to a dirty river um, to uh, um, see. That's, they bathe there, they wash their clothes, they are clean their dishes, everything, right? Um, and they see they come back home with the with the water they're gonna drink. See, that's how it look. That's what it looks like. Um, okay, so and they carry for all their needs in barrels or whatever they, buckets, those are lucky that they have buckets to carry it, right? So uh, 
go back one. Yeah, so see that? So God, we pray that we get a well, a water well, and um, your prayers and support help us to dig it well for them, and we found water. And um, that water is saved in this, one of those, um, it's, it's a hole in the ground with cement, it's called cistern. And also, after that, go ahead, it's um, to pass through a purification system. It's not just we don't give just the out of the well, we actually send it to test it. I believe in uh, excellence, right? So and if there is a way to give excellence to the people, we do give it, so we went the whole nine yards and put in a purification system. Um, see, and this is a sort of reverse osmosis uh, machine. And look what we got at the end, the finished product. Because of compassion, because that's what God said, give water to the thirsty, right? So we bring water and we bring hope in Jesus' name, right? And those people are happy drinking, you know, a lot of stomach problems because of dirty water. So hundreds of children and seniors will not have that problem anymore, right? And they are very, very grateful for, for, what, uh, for what happened, um, for what we have done. And the other thing is, again, we have a, a, a senior program. A lot of seniors just back and forth. They don't know what to do, bored. Uh, they see, like I, I was saying, nowadays, there is a lot, if there are some, some jobs available, you know, you'd, ra you'd rather hire a 25-year-old than a 55, 60-year-old, right? That's, that's what happens, literally. And to pay $2 to a senior, they'd rather pay to, to a youngster. So they do not have that, um, that um, uh, the seniors don't have jobs. So six years ago, we started a program. And these people that are strangers, we invite them in to come to, to, to have a meal and to enjoy a day or two or whatever, you know, at the mission. And, um, so the conditions they live in, or if they have any to live, or they stay with relatives or just hang around, they could come to the mission there. They are welcome to come. And uh, as in any developing country, there are um, people, uh, kids that need clothes and have, have literally, that's the way they live, right? They don't have, uh, so we go to villages with clothes and distribute to them, and as we get them, as a group go, go over there, we, we distribute clothes and we get school uniforms and, and they go to school and so on and so forth. Um, the other thing is like, I was sick and you look after me, right? Um, look, uh, that you're gonna find that a lot. You go door to door, you, you see people live in this, they live in this mud shack and whatnot. Um, dirt floors and whatever, and sometimes you don't see them for days, why not? And it's because they don't even open the, the wood window or something to see outside in there. This kid has emotional problems. He's physically sick and emotionally sick, and that is his home. Look, you, that, that, that's, that's him, day in, day out. He likes to be there in that, in that corner. So dirt floor, everything, you know? So we felt compassion on on his sickness, right? And um, 
we brought him, buy him a bed. You know, and uh, the group says, let's buy beds for these people and, and let's give it to them. And um, look, <laughs> the, the little hole that he was in is now one bed for, for his mother and one, one for him. So that way, the compassion it takes action, right? I mean, look, you, you, you change the, that, that with, uh, I believe it's about $75 each bed. So we, the group spent $150, I believe it was, plus transportation, whatever, to go get them. But you, turn, you change. You ease their pain, the compassion. Whatever you feel uh, at that moment, you acted on it, and you change. This guy right here, he was like, um, he lives in one of the villages called Rodeo, and he said, I get sick a lot, and then he, he doesn't have a latrine. He was going out to the bushes, and when it rains and all that, and well, look, he's, he's, you see that smile right there because we built him a latrine. A group saw those needs and said, you know what, let's do this. Let's build a latrine here for this guy to, to not to go that far. And uh, we dug a hole, we put the, that, and, and, and it's washable. And, and you know what, and that avoids a lot of sickness in the neighborhood as well. You know what I mean? So that prevents a lot of, lot of sickness. So... Read it with me again. I hope we never go to visit anyone here up to prison, right? But if you know someone that is in prison, Listen to him. Make him a call, whatever. Do, write him a letter. You know? So, and you are doing all those things. If you're a tither in this church, part of that tithe, Dennis, the church, the leadership is sharing with us. Right? So, there is a quarterly donation that this church sends to CRM uh, because you tithe. Because you're offering. And if you're not tithing, you know what? Consider doing it. Um, invest in the church. Remember I was saying um, invest uh, in others. Um, it, when, when, when people go, let me tell you, from, from here to Honduras, you're sharing a week of your life with people that you don't know. Sometimes some people can go over there, can go, can go that far and share that. I'm glad for for um, for the groups that that have been that have been there, you know, and and it is amazing. We bring um, you saw in the pictures. We um, Gary, stand up for me, please. You know, Gary, Gary helped to help to transfer. As a matter of fact, put put that picture. Could you put them in favor? Put put something back. <laughs> yeah, you saw Gary already. Gary already. Go 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 to the beginning. See. When you go, see, these groups transform people's lives, really. You know, we, we are, uh, uh, and Gary has been there how many times, Gary? Try, twice? Twice? Emily, have you been there? You guys know Emily? Emily, stand up. Yeah, see. We, we, yeah. You're going next year because she, she's painting murals over there, right? Oh, go, to the, go, uh, go back, go back. Let me see. I know, go, go one more. Uh, go forward. Ah. 
Sorry. Go, go, go. One? One more? Okay, that's, go, go back. Yeah. See, see the other one, the, the first picture was, see that over there is, 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 is Bob, right? I cannot see well from it, but that's Bob Bryden. He's a teacher in the public school. And see how the kids are even some covering her ears, their ears? You know, they really didn't want to listen to, 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 to Bob, right? But, <laughs> because, but because they, they were amazed that there was a gringo there, right? So go, go forward. Okay. Uh, okay, see? That's, 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 he was doing a great job. And you see the kids that are like in awe? Like, it's because they didn't want to believe that he was gringo. Because for the, for the children in Tupacente, gringos are white, not black, not Afro-Americans. So they couldn't believe that they, when they say, look, I, Gary, you're no gringo. You know, but then, and then Amy felt sorry for, 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 um, for Gary, and she gave him a nice hug. And, you know, and, and when Amy hugged Gary, she, they said, now I want a big black gringo. <laughs> yeah. And in closing, yeah, I, look, I, we, we became friends with these people, and of course, I, you know, I, I, like I was telling um, um, Dennis, I feel good coming here. I feel home. I feel that there is a place for me in this place, in the, your heart. And as, as again, I, <laughs> I bother all these people, but because, uh, again, we have a bond. And, um, but we love each other. And, and look, and I promise you, if you go to Honduras in the next June, I'm not going to tease you. Come. I'm not, not going to make fun of you. You just come. We're going to have fun and minister to the people. Listen, again, reflecting what, what I said. Show your compassion, not just fighting Honduras. Show it here with your own kids, with your parents, with your pastors. Yeah, show, show compassion to your pastors, to the, to, 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 to the pastor's kids. Uh, plant seeds. Tithe so they can, the church, could be generous to, to us and to others. But you know what? All this is through grace, right? Deeds are not going to save you. It's your faith in Jesus that is going to save you. Because you do A, B, C, and D. No, it's because of the blood of Christ that you're saved, right? And if you haven't, make that decision. Just reflect, think, and say, you know what? I want to be part of the body of Christ. I want to feel that mercy, that love, that compassion, and I want to share it with others. And I'm going to leave you with that. I thank you. Um, I hope uh, that this word, that, that you received this word, and I feel that I got it from God, ministered to me, and I hope it ministered to you. Thank you, and God bless you.